Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Monster Bass Live. Uh, I feel like I haven't been here in a little bit. Uh, were we here last week, Conrad? No, we weren't here last week. That's right. Oh, we didn't have we didn't have internet in the office. That's right. You know, last week we didn't have internet in the office, and I could have done the show by myself at my house, but I felt like the topic was really too important. Uh, you know, my guest was going to be fishing with Gramps, and you know, I. I, I I had a topic that I really wanted to talk about um, and that has to do with veterans, that has to do with mental illness and uh, something that's really near and dear and important to me. Um, and I didn't want to half-ass a show. I wanted to make sure that uh, this topic was given its, uh, given it, given the full, uh, the full show that it deserves. And uh, so we're going to definitely have another one. Uh, we're going to get Gramps rescheduled, but we got a great show for you today. We've got Luke Palmer on the show. Now, uh, maybe you know him, maybe you don't, uh, but this guy has finished 40, he's fished 49 tournaments, and he's fished, and he's, and he's placed in the money 45 times. You do the math. That's like 90% of the time this guy's in the money. So if, uh, if you've got questions about how to catch fish, don't call me, but call into my show and uh, we got a guy that's going to answer all the questions for you because he, uh, he knows a thing or two uh, about fishing. Um, yeah. So uh, I wanted to give a, a shout-out uh, to uh, – I got some stuff in the mail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it up for you. Uh, hold on. I got a, I got a, I got a towel. I got a T-shirt from uh, Kids Can Fish. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to those guys for sending it over to me. Um, I'm excited that we were able to help uh, support uh, their show, or sorry, their show, their, their tournament. Um, don't forget, we got the golden tickets today, and the hotline is open. We're going to open it right now and get you guys lined up. Um, tomorrow's Veterans Day. And... Uh, if it's your first time tuning in, thanks a lot for tuning in, but uh, it's an important day. It's a day that we think, you know, it should be every day, but uh, I'm glad that we have a day to remind everyone that uh, the life we live in this country uh, wouldn't be possible without the sacrifices of all the men and women that, uh, that serve this country. And so to you guys, I want to be the first to say thank you so much for everything that you do. It's not a day that goes by that I'm not grateful for it. I wake up every morning as part of my gratitude process. I do thank all of you, and um, and uh, I hope uh, I hope you all have a great day tomorrow. Uh, we sent out a, a package last. Uh, I sent it out yesterday. I gave out one of the golden tickets. We had a show, and I think we gave it out. Um, and uh, it was a Daiwa backpack packed full of baits. That went out the door yesterday. I sent out some rods, um, the samples. The sample rods are going out the door for people to make some content. So, uh, yeah, don't forget, if you've got a golden ticket, when I call it out, email me at marketing.com. Or marketing at monsterbass.com. All right, let's see who's in the chat today. We got... Uh, we got Marty the Party. Oh, now it's Rippin' Lips with Marty Lawson. Uh, Brian Rand. R.C. Basson, of course. Uh, what else we got here? 
Westfall Outdoors. We should have him on the show sometime. Fishing with T-Rex, we should have him on the show sometime. You know what we should do is we should have a show where I bring on like three guests and we have their pictures down at the bottom of the screen and it's kind of like a fishing jeopardy. We'll put like uh, we'll put like T Rex against uh, Westfall Outdoors against Marty the Party and we'll see what what people can do. Um, let's see, my box got lost in the mail and it was supposed to arrive a couple of days after my birthday. Care has been helpful. I hope that means customer service has been helpful. If they haven't, please let me know. Uh, let's see. Army Outdoors 88. What's going on, my friend? I sent you a package. Yes, as Jason just said, 24 users and nine. Oh, now we're up to 48. How many likes? Smash that like button for me. Do me a favor. All right, let's see. 22 a day. Yes, it's a very important thing to me. And then there's Mr. Gambit. Boy, was he going to get an earful from me. Because a little bird told me that Mr. Gambit was over on, I don't know if it was the Guggen Squad channel or the Mystery Tackle. Oh, Shop Carl's. He was over pumping Shop Carl's. So the question for Mr. Gambit today is really, what side of the coin are you on, my friend? Are you, are you, are you just playing both parties? I don't know. We're going to find out because we're going to ask him later on. Uh, he may be in holiday mode. And speaking of holiday mode, and then we're going to get right to our guest. I don't want to waste any time. Uh, I will not be here... I'll not be here the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, it's on Thanksgiving, so of course I'm not having a show. I won't be here that entire week. I'm taking my son to Japan. It's, we've had this trip planned for about three years, and then COVID hit. And so uh, he and I are going to head over to Japan and do whatever we're going to do in Japan, probably eat a lot. He's, uh, he's only 18. So. And even if I let him drink, he's not going to drink. He follows every rule. I try to jaywalk. He doesn't let me. Anyway... All right, let's see who else we got here. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, you have one, one of those iconic hoodies on hand since the picture isn't on the website. Uh, this one is, should be on the, head, on the website. This is, so there's two, and you're right. I, I don't even have the imagery. I ordered one that's in a bone color, a bone colored hoodie with the logo, and then uh, this one is on the website, though, guys. You can score yourself this one. I know, I know. I always get the good stuff, but you guys can get it too. I got hats coming, everything. It's all coming. It's all coming. We got to make sure we, we got everything ready for Dick's and Walmart and everyone else that wants this stuff. So we got a good stuff. Uh, am I going to sign Luke Palmer to a sponsor deal? Brian, you're giving away all my money before I've even had the guest on the show, my friend. Uh, yes, we got fat boy sizes. <laughs> I love my fat boy sizes. We got up to 6X, I think. If you want something bigger, uh, we're going to have you on the show, and we're going to talk about moderation because uh, I think that would be the key to getting you down to a 6X. All right, all right. Let's not waste any more time. Uh, Geisha. <laughs> uh, plum, plum. Black Friday deals coming. Of course there's Black Friday deals. I'll give you one, and then we're going straight to my guest. Actually, uh, my Black Friday deals are going to be as follows. I wonder if I can do this. I mean, it's my company, but marketing might get mad at me. Ah, screw it. Here, here you go. Ready? Um, I'm going to do a one-day 
buy one, get one free on the rods. Yeah. Uh, buy one, get one free on the rods. Uh, I'm going to do up to 75% on all baits and bundles store, store wide. I'm going to do, I think it's spend 50 bucks, get a free reel from 13 fishing. By the way, I ordered some new reels. I got some Lou's. I got some quantums. I got some other stuff coming. Uh, also, if you didn't notice today, um, uh, Tackle Outlet uh, opened up. So uh, you can head over to overstockbait.com. And uh, what's new about this site. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull the store off of Monster Bass. The only thing you'll be able to buy on Monster Bass will be just our products. Everything else will move over to uh, Outlet Bait and Tackle. So you can go to overstockbait.com. And everything I got left over, you guys can get. And, uh, and, and, and here's what's great about this website. You ready? 20% cash back every day, every purchase. You're, that's it. Everything you buy, you're going to earn up to 20% cash back every single day. Now, I know you sit at home, and if you get a credit card that gives you 4% cash back, you're pretty happy. I'm giving you 20% cash back every day. All you do is check out. It'll drop something in your cart. When you're done, it'll give you all the information so you can get it. And uh, you're good to go. Uh, Marty, we got some hats in the, on the website. I do. I got a gray one in there. I'll find it today. Oh, maybe it's not on there. Uh, somebody do me a favor and text me. Uh, remind me to go find the slouchy hats for Marty. Um, that way it'll be in there. Uh, let's see what else are we did. All right, uh, I want here's 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 something. Now we're going straight to our host or straight to our guest. I'm thinking about so we got the three months right. We Z-Man's taking over the box. Strike King's taking over the box. Lunker Hunt's taking over the box. I'm thinking about doing a fourth. I'm thinking about doing a best of Monster Bass and reaching out to some of the brands that we've worked with in the past and seeing if I can get some of the baits like. You know, like the iconic hail crawl worm. Like we we brought that back to life. It won the classic, and I can't remember what year. Um, and they stopped making them. Uh, I'm gonna see if they can make some more. I want to basically. I want to do like a best of box and like go back three years and pull a bait that hasn't been in the box in three years. Get some new colors. Get some exclusive colors. So that you even if you got a duplicate, you wouldn't get the same color. It'd be something totally different. But like maybe I could put together like the best of. So I'd love to know what you guys thought about that. And, uh, and tell me what you think, like call in after you're done asking, you know, Luke, how to win your, your, your local fishing tournament. Uh, you can ask me a question about like, uh, tell me what your thoughts are about a best of box. Cause I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. I wouldn't do it unless you guys, you know, liked it. And then, uh, last but not least, I just want to say happy birthday to fishing with cotton. So, uh, Chancey, uh, first of all, thank you for your service. Secondly, uh, it's, it's my honor and privilege to, to call you a friend. I'm grateful for the support that you give to my, my company. And uh, I just want to say I hope you have a really great day with your family and friends. I hope you're filled up with love and uh, you feel really great today because you deserve it. <coughs> okay, let's do this. Uh, like I said, our guest today, Luke Palmer, uh, 90 percentile when it comes to fishing in the or you know ending up in the money so this guy knows a thing or two about fishing the hotline is open i'm gonna pick somebody that asked that question today so 
you know, those golden tickets are nice, but I probably give something away that uh, to one of you guys that calls in. So light up that phone line, get it ready, because uh, we got a great guest. So let's give a big warm welcome uh, to Luke Palmer. How's it going, man? Yeah. I, how you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, I, I had a whole intro and a bunch of questions I wanted to ask, but I, I think the I think the question that everyone wants to know is in your double cassette deck in the back there, what are the two cassettes you got back in there? Shoot, I don't know. Heck, that's I'm back here in our office at the store and my uncle, that's that's his thing. He's he's probably got some seventies and eighties rock going on. Can we play it? I don't even know if it works, honestly. Oh, I bet it it's does. Been here, it's been here for so long. I mean, well, you can imagine. You ain't seen a boombox like that in, what, 30 years? Minimum. Yeah, that's why I want to play it. I feel like it would be amazing if, if we could hit play and like start playing some music. It would be amazing to find out what he's got in there. I imagine he's... Well, he he lists oldies rock all the time, so I know that's what he's got playing for sure. All you right, know, fine. I don't know if he's got any cassettes in it, but... He does. I can see it. (laughs) I can see it. All right. So, uh, so you are, um, you know, I did a little research because, you know, we haven't met before and, uh, you are a very busy man. So, so for those, for, for those of you guys at home that don't really know who, who he is, right. He fishes on the elite tour, uh, Bassmaster, like I said, 90% in the money. And yet he still, Takes the time to work at the family hardware store, right? Yeah, we still, it's still in the family. It's my, when I, as soon as I get done with the tournament, straight back home, straight back to work. Uh, dad's dad, he has cattle and stuff like that. So helping feed after I get off work every night. And I still mow a few yards and stuff on top of that too. And it's just, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make what you want to make. And, uh, I want to stay on the elites as long as I can, so I've got to keep that little bit of money coming in when I can. A little bit. I mean, not going to lie, I did pretty well this year, and uh, we don't need to share everyone, uh, but if they want to go find out how much you're making, uh, you know, they can probably do it. <laughs> well, it cost a lot more to go this year, too. Uh, so of I'm course, <laughs> of course. So, um, all right, just let, so we can get, so for my audience, so we can just get some of this stuff out of the way. Uh, you're on the elite tour. You've been on the tour for like, uh, you've been fishing professionally for four years. Yes, sir. Yep. And, uh, at what point did you realize, or did you go to your father in the, in the hardware store in the, you know, at the farm, wherever and be like, dad, I'm going to become a professional angler. Uh, I still don't know if it ever hit me yet. Like I still kind of, I don't know. It's, it's different, I guess. I guess because I'm still working so much mm-hmm. that it almost doesn't feel like I'm fishing professional. If that makes sense. You know, I mean, if I was full-time fishing, maybe guiding, you know, in the end mm-hmm. of times, uh, it would probably be, feel more real. But uh, I, got, I got very fortunate um, coming in to get to the elites. Um, the year prior, I won the ABA Nationals. Well, that paid me enough money to fish the elites the next year. And it just so happens I qualified for the elites that same year. So it, it worked out very good for me, but it's still one of those deals. I, I came up to my dad one day, we was leaving that evening. I said, Hey, I said, uh, 
I qualified. I said, you think I'd have done it? And he's like, I don't know why in the heck you wouldn't. And he said, you've done that. You've worked this hard your whole life to try to do something you want to do. He said, go do it. And, and I'm getting to do it now. <laughs> so That's amazing. And, and, and cool. how'd you do in your first, in your very first professional tournament on, on the elites? I, how'd you do? I think I ended up 20th or something. Is it St. John's? Uh, me and Patrick Walters and Lee were all fishing the same exact uh, clumps of cattails and stuff and pencil reeds, and we was all talking to each other pretty much the whole tournament. So it was, they both made the top 10, and I didn't get to fish in the boat. So, but it was, uh, it gave me one of them things like, hey, I can, maybe I can do this, you know? Nice. That's amazing. What, uh, What's the biggest misconception like that, that people like that people think about life on tour? You spend a lot of days by yourself. You know, uh, I do the camping deal. I have a truck bed camper. So, uh, I mean, there's several guys that camp and stuff, but you're going to be by yourself a lot. You're going to be on the road a lot. Uh, you miss a lot of things. Uh, I don't have any kids or anything yet, but I have a niece. Mm -hmm. And when you leave out for two or three months, you come back and it's like, holy cow, she's walking, she's talking, she's, you know, doing, she's being wild and crazy. Uh, you know, it's, that part's tough. You know, you see your parents getting older. I mean, if you get to see them every day, you don't notice as much. But when yeah. you're gone for four or five, six months at a time, you kind of, you start seeing that. And that, that part, that's the hardest part, you know, and I think that's with any professional thing you do you know whether it's golfing or baseball or football or whatever you miss a lot of things but you kind of have to have that that drive in your heart that's you want something more you know um and you you make sacrifices you know and that's you have to you know you have to sacrifice something to make it and uh you do sacrifice a lot to when you get on you get on the leads it's everybody thinks you make millions and millions of dollars and uh, there's probably a few of them out there doing it. Couple. I'm not one of those guys right. yet. I hope I'm one of those guys eventually. But you know, uh, that's you know, it, it takes it takes a lot of money to get on the to make the leaps. Not only to make it, but once you get there, nothing's guaranteed. And we're chasing a brown and green and a spotted bass around the entire country. And for everything to line up and you to do well, it it's it's tough. You know. Yeah. You're fishing against the best in the world. I mean, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, when you got like guys like Polinick and Swindle and Christie and all those guys, and they're going to take your money. They want that money. <laughs> they'll do it with a smile on their face. But it's uh, but it's other than that, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I've got to fish some places that I would have never, I would have never left Colgate. Honestly, if it wouldn't have been for the elites, I would have. I mean, I say I've never left Colgate. I would have fished my local tournaments around here in Oklahoma, maybe northern Texas, and uh, and enjoyed it and had a good time fishing my dad a lot more. Uh, but you you just you want that what I want I want to I want to try something a little bit different and get out there and see what you can do with your abilities. What uh, what's the worst thing about being on tour, though? Uh, Besides missing out on stuff. Cause I'll tell you what I'll, cause I'll tell you what I think it is. Like I would never, well, you know, I, I live in a big city, right? So I live in Los Angeles. And so 
I've become accustomed to, you know, I like my restaurants. I like the place I like to stay. And, uh, but listen, I, I also do a ton of camping. Like I'm no stranger to roughing it and backpacking and living out in the wilderness for a week. But I have never been, like, I have been in so many small towns. When I got into this industry, I got into so many small towns where, I mean, I'd fly in. I would pass, like, 40 churches on the way to the lake. And I'm like, I've never seen so many churches. I'm like, this is the craziest thing. And for me, the hardest thing was, where am I going to stay? You're lucky because you're bringing the bed with you. I mean, I've stayed in some places where I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I just stayed on top of the bed. I was like... You know, I, I don't know that they, you know, I think the tour comes into town and that's it for the, that season. Other than that, it's, it's fit, local fishing tournaments and that's it. Yeah. It's, you know, I haven't, I don't know of anything really bad that I've, I've experienced, you know, like with the camping deal, I like it. Cause I mean, like you said, I can drop out anywhere I, I want to, um, but I get to eat it. I, the reason I like the camping so well is i can go in i cook my own meals every night i mm -hmm. can you know, eat good um and i'm sleeping in my own bed every night that's what i really like uh, you know i'm a creature of habit i guess you'd say sure and, but i've i guess the driving would be the worst part but i don't even mind mm. driving when i get in the truck i just put my cruise about 67 68 mile an hour get passed by everybody and their dog you know i just Get, just get on the road and i know i gotta drive 24 hours one way so i just put the old tunes on if someone calls me talk to them listen to podcasts whatever i'm gonna do and just drive you know and just try to enjoy it. the traffic's the worst i mean just trying to pay attention when you got you know i got a truck bed camper it's 12 and a half foot tall and i got a boat pulling behind it and you can't see everything around you so that kind of gets frustrating in bigger cities but other than that i, I just just kind of just chill out and just i just kind of get in this once you get in the zone i guess for it yeah you don't really you just quit thinking you just go right now coming home sucks yeah. well it depends I mean, if you got a big if you got a big check oh yeah it don't hurt yeah. bad <laughs> but when you're just just that trip home you're like dang the season's over with or you know or it's a month before i get to go get on the next lake and that part sucks but other than that it's it's a lot of fun i enjoy i've met a lot of good people and it's it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Right on. You know, I'm always amazed when we do these live streams, when someone comes in and spams the chat with free girls in your city. Like, does that ever work? Like, like I'm looking at the, it's someone that spammed our, our, our thing. And it seems like every week and the people that tune in every week know it. And it's like, do you guys all ever like click on that? Because you're like, Oh, well, it must be like, it's just, it, it boggles my mind. Like who has the time to do this? <laughs> anyway, enough about that. What uh, what's the worst lake that you've, or the worst body of water? What's the body of water that you've had to fish on tour that you're like, ugh, I hope I never go back there again. <sighs> I don't, I don't really know. We go to some really fun, good places. Uh, I don't know. Hell, my dog, he wants to jump up here in the picture. Right. I guess too. We like but, dogs. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I ain't really just been anywhere. Fork's probably my toughest place because sure. it's right. It's, I'm two and a half hours and it gets pressured, but it's it's an amazing fishery. You know, I mean, you got a chance to catch fish a lifetime anytime you're out there. Um, 
but really I haven't just been anywhere that I'm just like, I don't ever want to do this again. You mm. know, it's, but you know, we fish like Sabine river. It's tough, but I, I enjoy fishing tough places uh, because here in Oklahoma, I mean, we have some great fisheries, but you know, if you catch seven to 10 keepers a day in a tournament, you're doing well. And uh, so going down there and catching six, seven fish a day really is no, nothing new for me. Sure. So I'm, I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder. Those big, when it takes a lot of weight to win, I seems like I have a tough time, you know, making my way to the top. So I, I kind of like that grinder stuff and that I guess those tough places we go are some of my favorite, really. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, you know, one of the things we do a little different here is we have a, a call in number. We take some live calls from some people. So what do you say we uh, let's take a couple phone calls and see what they see what they have to say. All right, let's do that. Go ahead, caller. Good afternoon, Rick, Luke. How you guys doing? What's Pretty going good. on? This is fishing with T Rex. Who? Um, yeah, just calling in. What? Who is this? Fishing with T Rex. I'm just kidding, man. I know who it is. <laughs> hey, don't make me drive down to L.A. right now. Hmm. I'm off, I'm off the next few days, so they uh, got that big tournament this weekend. Right on. So, um, I want to take a quick second and say uh, happy birthday to Mr. Cotton, and I want to thank all the vets. I appreciate you guys' service, and uh, anybody that's in my area knows that I've partnered up with Killville Holler Project, and uh, I'm trying to get you some 22-day stickers and a few other things right now, Rick. That's why I haven't, you haven't received your package that I have here for you. Um, all right, let's go to the question. Luke, um, I'm fishing a tournament this weekend. It's my first two-day tournament. Uh, here in California, it's got really cold and and heated back up the last two days. And today when I was out on the water, I noticed all the shad balls and stuff like that are 25 feet of water. The shad balls are hovering about 20 foot of water. What are you throwing? Water's 65 degrees. 65 degrees. I guess it's gin clear. Yeah, clear water. Clear water. I, and those fish are really, or yeah, I guess you're fishing more of like a highland reservoir type deal um, where you're. Yeah. Honestly, those sonar minnow is that the one that Christy won with, the classic. You can drop that through the yeah. claws and stuff, and those and those fish will set. You know, they'll set right under them. They're close to them anyway. Um, and with that, you know, the, I guess your water it's cooling down just like it is here. Uh, and I've had really good success with that. I've I've had to pick it up a little more than what I'd like to because I'm not really a finesse guy. Um, but it it has caught the better than average fish for me around those bait. All right. I guess I have some of those. I'll give those a try tomorrow when I'm up there. Let me go up and we had a rain Monday, Tuesday here in California. So let me get up tomorrow. I'll just take the hooks off and run it down through there. And y'all have any? Do you have any drains and stuff like that that are going to put some color in the water? 
heard y'all get that much rain. Um, Dumping rain right now. We got a little. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't get that much. I think we got. Uh, I think Millerton Lake. They said they got about an inch and a half of water, inch and a half of rain. But as big as that lake is, it's it didn't really bug it. Didn't cloudy the water or anything. But you can take that. I like that sonar minnow too. I actually, you know, nose hook and throw it on a drop shot a lot now. Um, I did well on it up at uh, Lake Oahe this year, which I think might be kind of similar to what you're dealing with, maybe, because uh, that ghost fish were completely relating to the smelt or whatever they were up there, and I just kept changing colors until I found the couple that they were they would be more apt to eating, and uh, I caught them pretty good doing that. All right, I'll definitely give that a test out tomorrow. All right. All right. Well, I don't want to hold you guys up too long. I'm sure Rick's got a lot of people on the line. Uh, keep up the great work. We appreciate everything you do, and thanks for coming and chatting with us. Guys, have a great day. Appreciate it. T-Rex, before you go, what yes, uh, have you already figured out what you're making for uh, Thanksgiving? Um, Thanksgiving, I'm going to hit uh, a pig. And then I'm also going to uh, do up some smoked turkeys. Nice. I got probably like 20, 25 people coming over. Wow. Is Rafi coming over? Hello? Oh. Nah, he's out. <laughs> all <laughs> right. Good. Well, all right, T-Rex. I hope it wasn't something I said. I mean, gee. All right. Well. All right, before we go to our next, actually, let's just take our next caller. He's been on three, a whole three minutes waiting. Must be a good one. Yeah, it must be. Go ahead, caller. Where are you from? Hello? 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 Can anybody hear me? Uh-oh. We got a problem. Marty the party should be on the phone right now. Ralph Boyd was on the phone. Can you guys... Let me go to the chat. Do we have a technical issue? Oh, T-Rex has said his phone... He can hear, but his call dropped. Marty Lawson, I'm looking in the chat for you, bro. It says you're on the phone right now. Okay, we're going to hang up on Marty Lawson, and he can call back in if we have to. Let's see. We got problems. Let's, uh, should we try calling someone? No. All right, well, while we're waiting for this to work, so <clears throat> I read somewhere that, uh, I read somewhere that if, if, if you had to pick one, one technique, your go-to technique, you're, you're flipping and pitching. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being an Oklahoma guy, I think that's all we live by. Is that, is that mainly because you just you have a ton of shallow water? or? Yeah, I mean, around here there's always, no matter how low the lakes get or how high they get, there's always something to go flip, you know, whether it be rocks, stumps, you know, whatever. And uh, – 
I just like to fish shallow. I mean, I grew up fishing farm ponds and stuff like that. So that kind of gives you a little more, you know, shallow water experience, I guess, growing up. Sure. And uh, I've really pushed it over into my lake fishing a lot, which my dad fished shallow too. So, you know, you kind of, of course. kind of follow behind just a little bit. Totally. Totally. I tell everyone that that's like the beauty of like one of, you know, we have a, <clears throat> we have, you know, the subscription box kind of takes you out of your comfort zone because I throw a, I throw a rattle trap because my dad always threw a rattle trap, you know, and so many other people that's their go-to because that's what they learned on and that's what their dad always threw. And, and so, you know, when I first got in this industry, one thing Scott Martin told me, he's like, listen, he goes, you got to be versatile so that you can, you know, learn to fish any condition, no matter what's being thrown at you. And, uh, uh, so I think, you know, getting out of the comfort zone has probably got to be, you know, something that helps you as you, you know, you fish on tour. Cause you can't always, you know, you can't always you fish your, 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 cho your chosen technique. So. Yeah. There's not very many lay downs to flip on the St. Lawrence river or stuff like no. that. So, yeah. so you'll get, you'll get your head thrashed if you want to go over and do that. Yeah. But now it's, it's definitely being versatile. Like I said, Scott said, you gotta be. When I first got on my first year, I'd fished out of Oklahoma some. Uh, I think we fished Ross Barnett, which is a shallow lake. Um, we fished the Arkansas River, which is shallow. Yeah. Um, Morgan City was shallow. Shreveport, you know. Um, the only one that was deep, I actually caught my deepest fish in my life that year, um, was the year I qualified. We fished uh, Table Rock. And I oh. caught some fish out of 40 and 60 foot of water uh, on a drop shot, which is i didn't have a spinning rod on the boat i was having to use a bait caster with 15 pound test line on it and half ounce sinker to even get me down that deep yeah but uh i still was able to fish shallow and do well in that tournament but if i would have stayed out there on them deeper fish that weren't getting as pressured i think i could have really done well um, but but yeah it's it's definitely been entertaining for me to try to pick up a spinning rod and uh learn that stuff because sure. i didn't know how to, i didn't even know how to tie fluoro to braid when i got on the leads Really? Like I had 15 pound test floral on a spinning rod. looked like a, a cluster whenever that stuff would just feed off my rod and go everywhere. And I was, yeah. I said, I've got to, I mean, I had to step back and say, Hey, you better pick it up because power fishing doesn't always work. I mean, sure. you can get by in your single day tournament. You normally get by with it, but to be really consistent, you have to be able to throw some finesse in with it and, uh, you know, and take your weaknesses and make them your strength sometimes. For sure. What's your, uh, what's your go-to setup for, uh, for flipping and pitching? Uh, I really like, uh, Falcon care Amistad. That's been like, I think I've thrown that forever. I mean, that was just my, my thing. Um, and I love throwing braid, which I throw Sunline FX2 braid. If I can in 60 pound test, that's one of my favorites. And then I throw a woolly bug a lot. Now I threw a bad mama from yum, uh, which we, I think they kind of, they discontinued the bad mama, but the woolly bug stepped in its place last year and won me a little, I think I started throwing that in February and I don't think I ever laid it down all year long until we went up really? north to like St. Lawrence River. And I caught mm -hmm. that 33 pounds at St. Lawrence or uh, Santee Cooper. Yeah. Oh, I caught all my weight. I had 95 or six pounds and all of it came on a woolly bug, except I caught two on a, a ding. <clears throat> so, uh, but that's, if I can put that with a quarter or three gates, uh, row grew tungsten weight on it, I can, uh, I can go to work flipping bushes or docks, whatever. It's just, nice. it's a confident setup for me. And, uh, 
I know if I need to go get a bite, that's what I can pick up. Sure, sure. What uh, uh, what's your PB? I've got my biggest one. I think was eleven twelve. So just eleven and three quarters. So just can't. I just can't quite break the. I, I want to break the twelve pound mark and maybe get one mounted, but I just had. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You can't have it mounted because you haven't broken the twelve pound. I just want to break twelve. I don't know why. That's just been a because there's a fourteen three and a thirteen eight out of the same area that I caught the fish out of. So it's kind of like kind of makes me feel bad a little bit. <laughs> kind of I mean, makes him feel left. bad. <laughs> I have a my, my PB is a five one on five one smallmouth on the St. Lawrence, and uh, yeah, yeah. I host the show and and I work in the fishing space. I get invited everywhere, and I still haven't. Well, you can come here, and I can guarantee you'll catch one over eight. (laughs) Don't don't tempt me with a good time. Can I stay above the garage like Fonzie and work in like? Nah, just you can stay in my camper. I'll stay in the house, and I'll put you in the camper outside so you can feel like you're camping still. Oh my god, I love that idea. (laughs) I may never come home though. Um, you probably would be in shell shock coming here. (laughs) I don't, I don't think so. I spent a lot of time in, 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 in rural America. And, you know, my mom lives in a town that has, I don't know, thousand people, maybe we're a little bit bigger than that. And, uh, my brother lives there. You know, my brother lived with me and I, when I was in grad school in Boston, I I let my brother live with me and I got him a, a job at the university and he worked there for 15 years and when he got done what did he do he decided to go my mother bought him a house and he moved in he moved uh to the small town where she lives and now he fishes because like if you gave my brother one day left on this planet he'd go fishing i'm not the fisherman in the family so for me to work in the industry and for him not is kind of like a little slap in the face but he gets to fish on chautauqua and uh erie like on a daily basis so he's he's pretty happy so Oh, I imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we got these calls back. Let's see what we got here. Let's try and. All right. Do we got you now? Hey, what's up, Rick? Hey, hey what's going on? Army Outdoors, Earl Floyd. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you for your kind opening words. That means a lot. Appreciate that. Well, the loop. Appreciate you guys doing great. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I just came back in the lake uh, tonight. First time been out in like a week since I don't work night shift because Army does that too. Um, caught one little half pounder. <laughs> Wait, how 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 big? Half pounder. Half a pounder. <laughs> you must have been fishing in Texas when I was there. <clears throat> <laughs> It's a little small lake that we have on the base. It's like 75 acres. No docks or anything, just like grass and few trees and timber. But it's uh, it's close. I don't have to fight people at the boat ramp. And I can keep my catalytic converter. Nice. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's been a huge issue here in Kentucky. They hit a boat ramp uh, a few weeks ago and they cut off 12 catalytic converters in one night. I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Yeah, neither did I. 
But no, it's a nice little quiet lake. Everyone goes, a lot of people go there. And, um, but I guess uh, that's a lot of my questions I was thinking of earlier. So um, I guess I would ask both of you, like, uh, so the water temperature here, like, it's 70 today. Tomorrow it's going to be uh, 21. The temperature has dropped to probably the water temperature is like down in the high 60s and the low 50s. And, uh, today, I caught for one, I caught on a creek bait. Um, but I find myself trying to try and fish more slow bait, drop shot, Texas rig, just a regular soft plastic. But I just get bored sometimes because I want to be doing something. Um, I guess the question could be how do you overcome that? Like, how do you force yourself to fish slow when they aren't hitting anything else? Which I've had to kind of take this in consideration myself. Um, the fish don't get affected by weather as quick as we do, I don't think. Um, now, if you're a couple of days after that front's pushed through, yeah, it's it's going to change it. Obviously, you get the bluebird skies. Um, but even if you have any type of wind, I kind of try to chase the wind, you know, on those days um, because a little bit of ripple is going to break it up. And you can still go ahead and, like you, you said, is there like uh, submerged grass there in that lake you fished? Yeah, it's, it it's like a lot of grass. Uh, it's a man-made lake. That, that it's out actually on an old impact range from back during the World War II tank days, and they just flooded it and made a lake. Uh, but they detreat it. They put um, chemicals in it. I can't think of what it's called, but some kind of like chemicals to control the grass. And there's grass carp in there because I can see them. I haven't caught one, but they look massive. Um, and then they do drop uh, anyone on base can take their Christmas trees out there after New Year's and uh, drop them on the bank. And they'll take them out and drop them all over the lake and, and build structures. So it's, it's a weird lake, and I, as an example, I fished a tournament. We have one tournament a year here that's sponsored by our, our NWR, our morale, welfare, recreation people. I fished that tournament. I think there was about 12 or 13 boats in it. Didn't catch a single fish. It was just, it's a small lake. By comparison, 12 boats. I just had to, like, junk fish where I could fit in. The next weekend, I caught a five-pound bass off a um, Christmas tree. And it, it actually got so much attention that the game warden and the wildlife and fisheries people found me on Facebook and then emailed my official work account um, just to find out where I caught it because they wanted to know for scientific purposes that the lake was doing good. And come to find out, I caught it on the top of a Christmas tree pile and a couple of pallet stack things that they had put out there. So there's some big ones in there. Just find them. Yeah. I would... uh. If it's got that submergent grass in it and stuff like that, I, you can still get away with a chatterbait. But I would really kind of, uh, sometimes what I'll do is I'll cut my skirt back and put a smaller trailer. You know, I like to throw a, a paddle tail in most of mine uh, and downsize it and get it to where you can rip it through that grass but still have a small profile because the fish are getting pressured. Um, but one of my favorite things to do in like super pressured situations now i i didn't used to do it much and i take like an eighth or a three sixteenths a quarter at the most and i put it on a, a yum dinger that i catch fish on that everywhere yeah. and i've because 
curly tails attract everybody's attention. You know, they attract ours, you know, everything. So something that's, and I mean, you can get, you know, some people want to throw a shaky head. I throw mine Texas rigged. Um, and I catch a lot of fish, especially around, you know, people drop Christmas trees, brush piles here in Oklahoma a lot. And I can go in behind people because they're all throwing uh, brush hogs or seven inch worms, you know, with your curly tails and stuff like that. And I can come in behind with that, with that dinger and it's slow when you pitch that three sixteenths ounce weight out there. It seems like it takes eternity to get to the bottom. Um, but <laughs> that little bit, that smaller weight and stuff like that on the Texas rig has really excelled for me this year. When in the past I haven't done it as much, I would go to a shaky head and, uh, but two with that Texas rig, I'm never getting hung up hardly. You know, I mean, you're, you can get hung up, but with that lighter weight, you can really uh, get it through that brush and those pallets and Christmas trees a lot easier. And you can throw it in the grass and let it kind of glide down in those holes and those edges. And uh, I get bit a lot doing that. Yeah, that's, that's what I tried to do the other day. I actually put it on a spinning reel because I feel like I get more control on a spinning reel with a soft plastic like that than I do on a casting reel. I don't mm. know why. I guess I'm weird. Um, <laughs> Try but a, for me, it's the way I can. Try a, what I have done um, is my line size can really make a major difference on that. Like, for instance, I was at Santee Cooper, and the difference between a 316th on 18 pound test line and a 316th on 20 pound test line was completely different. I didn't have any control with the bait, with that lighter weight and stuff on that 20 pound test line, where I did on 18. Uh, and that doesn't sound like a lot, two pounds, but there's, there's a, it was a good significant difference for me and I could watch my bait on it, which I had live scope. So I could tell how that bait was falling on 18 compared to 20, you know, I'd get more of a glide with the 20 banana, but I didn't have as much control for what I was doing. So maybe try dropping, you know, even, you know, 12 pound test or 14, uh, that may help with your control on it. It's usually where I stay on. I think most of my rides are probably anywhere between 12 and 16, depending on what it is. But okay, that's, that's, I never thought about that. That's actually, huh. yeah, I've always learned something new every time I call into the show. Hopefully it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, we'll see how much time I got left. Like I said, the bottom falls out tomorrow. It's supposed to be 21 degrees, and we're doing a, a flag ceremony here at the Veterans Cemetery on Post. So hopefully I don't freeze. <laughs> No, you'll be all right. I appreciate yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> oh, no problem. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you again, Rick, for everything, doing that. And uh, I look out for that package. And then as it gets closer to that uh, that uh, kids' tournament, I hit you up about it. I'll, I'll message you again. You got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for this stuff, by the way. That's awesome. You want to you want to yeah, you, you want to you want to tell anyone you want to plug this or should I just tell everyone to go to kidscanfish.net? Oh, well, yeah, so it's, uh, well, you still, oh, see, that stuff, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like, I think it's, they're kind of tied together, so uh, what it is here is, on uh, Kentucky, is just a kids' fishing derby that our local VFW post hosts here on Fort Knox, and they, um, they hadn't done it in the past couple of years because of COVID, and they used to do it at a bigger lake, a bigger lake, and this year, or this past year, they did it at a smaller lake that's actually part of the base, um, and I think we had over 300 kids show up. And I was the uh, waiter, and my buddy Brian and I, who's retired out of the army after like 23 years, 
we uh, we rigged up probably over a hundred fishing rods for all these kids, and they went out to this little small lake. Uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife came in and stocked the lake with catfish and trout. I think a couple of weeks beforehand, and all the kids just came out there. And some had fished before, some had never fished. It was, I'm sitting there at the way station. Uh, there's a bait shop that actually donated God knows how many thousands of worms. Oh, so um, and it was just fun to walk up to us with fishing rods they bought at Walmart. It was like, I have no idea what to do with this. Can you make this work? And we're having to like set it up and keep the kids. So that was like all the pictures and stuff. So we're, we're, we're set to do it again here uh, early in the spring. We'll have to watch the weather. Um, and then they'll, they'll solidify it. Is going to come down with nice. uh, OEF5 and a bunch of those guys and uh, kind of make a big deal out of it. So hopefully you can make it, make it a good thing. But it's, it's definitely fun. A lot of kids have never fished before and their parents have never fished and the kids want to. And just the influence of social media and fishing sure. on the whole sphere of social media. that so many kids into it. It's awesome. Well, I'm glad we can be a part of it. So uh, good luck with that. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, let someone else pop on here, but I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks, man. All right. Let's go to Washington, D.C. Actually, I probably shouldn't say that because if I do, I mean, <laughs> he's uh, he's got classified G14 clearance, so we'll find out what he's up to. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hey, I don't associate with Washington, D.C. either. Okay. <laughs> I am south of the in Fredericksburg. Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I'm outside the Beltway, Ray. Yeah. So how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great, man. Want to wish uh want to wish all the all the best uh, happy early veterans day. Again, I like always Rick, I want to thank you for what you do for the vets. And uh, so my question to Mr. Palmer is uh, being that you're, it sounds like you're a little gun shy of finesse technique. I'm going to ask you a question saying uh, super clear water in a reservoir. And you can only take a finesse rod with you. What is the finesse technique you're going to throw? Uh, I'm probably going to have to. If it's got docks, I'm going to have a wacky rig dinger, young dinger tied on. And if it's a, no docks, no docks. Okay. I'm going to have a drop. No docks. And uh, I'm going to have a drop shot. And a warning <laughs> shot. That's uh, cause that's, you know, we go up like, what is the other one? Uh, up at, you know, St. Lawrence river, you know, you can see 20, 25 foot up there in places. Um, I throw a warning shot. Like right. I don't, like I, I'm a guy What's that? a ton of tackle. It's a uh, yum. It's just their, uh, it's their drop shot bait. Kind of looks like a goby. Got it. And uh, okay, I, I've caught them all over the country on it. Um, you know, it's great for you know, it's, which you know took it. You know, um, but I've caught. I don't have a bunch of like guys have a ton of tackle. Like everybody's like you know they start pulling like seven or eight totes out of their trucks whenever we go all these across the country. I got like four little old totes. And they're backup tackle for what I got in my boat already. It's not even all this extravagant new stuff. I'm I'm very simple with what I have. So I mean I've got my green pumpkin purple, my morning dawn, and a, a shad like a smoke color. And that's really about the only three colors I carry in a, a warning shot. 
Um, so I don't, I don't get too right. far out. Yeah. I, I, I found my, my, my color this, this past year has been the, uh, um, watermelon with red flakes. That's been my go-to all year. Uh, whether it's wacky rigged, I do a lot of finesse fishing in these waters because it's just so clear. Um, yeah. Unless you have a, have a good windy day and it's overcast, you know. You, I mean, we had some we had some luck with jerk baits this year above the above the grass, but uh, I'm done fishing for the year because we're in drought conditions and they keep pumping out the reservoirs that I go to, so the water is down about 16 feet from normal. So we can't even put we can't even put boats in now. Kayakers are still going out there, but you know I have a little I have a little bass raider, and I can't I can't get it in and out by myself. So I'm done for the year. I put the boat up. Um, just gonna hope that we get a lot of a lot of weather this year to get the reservoirs filled up. Um, but yeah, it's been really tough this year. We had all the heat, and then this drought condition has really made it tough. But Hey, I appreciate you answering my question. The drop shot, gotcha. Um, I used, I, two weeks ago, I tried to drop shot all day long, ended up switching to a Ned Rig and, and caught a whole bunch of bass on a Ned Rig that weren't touching the drop shot. Um, the other thing that I've also tried is that drop dead net. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Uh, you know, it's where you're using a, a Ned Rig and a drop shot at the same time. That's that's been pretty effective for me also. Oh, yeah. It's the <laughs> It's the Alabama rig of finesse What's fishing. That? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. you have a good evening. Good night, Marty. All right. All right. All right. This guy, this guy called in earlier and hung up or we kicked him off. Jared, my Jared, I apologize to everyone at home. Jared, my pod, my my podcast producer probably screwed it all up. <laughs> all right, let's see. Go ahead, caller. Hey, what's going on, Rick? How you doing? It's Fat Man James. Oh, Fat Man, what's going on? Uh, you know, story about earlier. I had a, I had another call. My boss called, and I screwed up the call when I hung up. It was, it wasn't nothing on your end. It was all me. <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. I get it. Um, you know, the boss calls. You, that's a little more important than talking to talking to us. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Luke? Nice to, nice to talk to you. All right, doing well, doing well. Um, question. Uh, when doing the drop shot. What's what's the starting depth? What, what what depth do you usually start at? Because I've been having problems with the drop shot. Like I can't seem to get anything on the drop shot. Everything else, I bang on, but the drop shot I just can't seem to get the hang of. Uh, I've caught them up in less than three foot of water on it. I mean, you know, that's kind of, but most generally, um, anywhere from seven to, you know, forty feet. You know, I'll start out that seven to eight foot range is where I really start using it if I'm going to be using it. Um, the thing is that I had a buddy tell me this, and Aaron Martin's told him. And this has been several years ago because I didn't even know what a drop shot was. And my buddy showed up from California with some a bag of some long skinny weights and these hooks that I don't even crappie fish with that small. And uh, 
<laughs> he said the key to it was for him, and I kind of took it to heart, was move the worm without moving your weight. That makes sense. If, yeah. You know, and that weight's sitting there. Don't oh, move yeah, the weight, but just, just shake your rod to where that – because if you really – if you just put your bait in the water in front of you and you just barely move your rod tip and the weight never moves, you can tell how much that worm moves. Um, yeah, it'll jiggle it around that. quite a bit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things you have to figure out what those fish are doing with that. Sometimes I've flipped it. And when I'm working it back, not even moving it. Like I've sat there for, you know, 10 or 15 seconds and not move it and then just start easing it along and never really put a bunch of action to it. And then there's other times where that doesn't, they won't touch it. And I'll sit there and I'll shake that rod to where that bait sits there and quivers, but the weight never moves. Um, that's kind of where I had to get started on whenever I was starting to drop shot um, and learning because I, it, took me, it took me a while to learn it myself. Um, cause you know, I don't, it's dirty water here in Oklahoma. I mean, we have a few lakes that are gin clear, but I still end up finding dirty water somehow. Um, so I never really put that into my arsenal that much, but I started using it more and more, especially since I got on the leads. I've obviously had to use it more, um, especially going up North. Um, but I've kind of started incorporating it down here on the South end too. Um, but the main thing was, was trying to figure out what those fish want, whether you're shaking a lot or just almost dead sticking it um but start start out that six to eight nine foot of water you know i really like mine the visibility in the water is really what i'm more apt to as far as if i'm going to use a drop shot or not um if i have clarity of two foot or more i throw it a lot more than i but if i have less than that i'm probably going to gravitate toward a jig or a texas rig. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's just a, it's just the one 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 uh, type of finesse that I haven't seemed to get a hang of yet, and I got, I haven't landed anything on that. You know, I have no problem doing anything else, but for some reason the drop shot's been a bit elusive. Whenever I like I said, I, I didn't I didn't know anything about spinning rods. I'd use some trout fishing when I was in college, and they were like little Snoopy rigs, but. I took it and I said, I'm going to learn how to use this. And that's the only rod I would take. I mean, I would go to, I started, I went, I really, I mean, I had to use it on the lease before I really got good with it, but I would go to ponds where I knew I could catch fish. You know, it didn't matter if they were 10 inches long or eight pounds, you know, I was getting used to spinning rod and I was getting more comfortable with throwing a wacky rig or a shaky head or a Ned rig or, you know, whatever I was needing to try to figure out how to use and you can get more hook sets that way. You can feel your rod better and you know, you can experiment with line sizes too. Um, and that was, that was where I really got started to, to using the spinning rod for me. Well, appreciate it. Oh yeah. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for yeah, calling. Thank in. You for your hey, thanks Rick. Thanks for everything you do. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your support. It must be right, your boss. Thanks. Bye. All right, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's your boss. We <laughs> better take it. While they're while they're calling it, whatever time it is here, and we've been closed for two hours. <laughs> oh no. All right. Well, we're gonna be quick. We're gonna be respectful of time. We only got a couple more. 
We didn't even get to all my good questions. I had such good questions. I got all night, so you just ask oh. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. Hey, Rick. Hey. How's it going? Great. Who is hey. this? Luke, thank you for coming on talking to us. Uh, I want to thank all the veterans for uh, their service for Veterans Day tomorrow. Early, only have one question. I'm in the Great Lakes area. Wonder how Luke approaches uh, fishing in the elites uh, at a predominantly like a smallmouth fishery as opposed to largemouth. Mm. Like we have mixed bag waters here, like uh, St. Clair. If you have a bad blow day, you can go and target largemouth or fish smallmouth. Um, how do you approach those fisheries? Uh, I just hope the wind's not blowing 30 mile an hour so I can go beat my teeth in on St. Clair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, places like that, uh, obviously I'm going to start looking for, is there any type of structure that these fish may hang on? Um, you know, smallmouth, obviously up there, they're major roamers in the, well, everywhere we go, they roam. But the Great Lakes, it seems like they really move a lot. Um, when I'm going to a smallmouth factory, no matter where it's at, I've always got a drop shot tied on. I normally have two or three of them with maybe different colors or different weight sizes as far as my, you know, my weight going down. Um, I was going to have a crankbait and a jerkbait tied on. Um, mm. That way I can go, I can say if i'm which you know with live scope and stuff like that it's really changed the game as far as you know you're like say st Clair, for instance um dropping on those fish it seems like they're starting to get a little more pressured and they would prefer to be 50 feet out in front of you and you're able to throw a drop shot to them but whenever you're just trying to find those fish and maybe they might suck down in that sand grass or whatever you can take that jerk bait or that crank bait and cover tons and tons of water compared to what you can do with a drop shot. Um, and once I start, maybe I start getting a few bites or something, I'm going to start dropping some waypoints and start gridding out my areas um, because there's a reason why those fish are there, whether it's bait, maybe a, uh, a spot in the grass that's, you know, it's bare, uh, or maybe the grass is taller in that area. Um, but I'm going to go out there and try to find the structure, any type of structure I can find, though, because... They want something different, um, whether it's, uh, you know, smallmouth want something like a mixture, whether it be the edge of this grass flat with sand or, you know, maybe a rock pile in the middle of nowhere or something like that. And then I'm going to, I want to really target those areas with, you know, those three or four baits. Sure. What about largemouth if you get a blow day like that on a smallmouth fishery? I'm probably just still going to go beat my teeth in and just go out there and try to catch smallmouth. But, uh, no, I, if I get in there, I'm, I'm, I love to punch and it's weird because Oklahoma, we don't have any grass to punch. Um, hmm. I like to flip. So you get to flip a lot when you're punching. Um, I, I always have, you know, if I'm going to go up there and get in the canals or something like that, I'm going to have me a one ounce or a three quarter ounce weight to punch through there, have a frog tied on and, you know, maybe like a chatterbait, um, uh, because, you know, those fish, you can, find them, you can find them ganged up, too. You know, uh, you can catch you four or five out of one little old patch of grass or something like that. Um, the frog has really, it really helped me catch some better fish when I was up there. Um, going in, you know, not just 
St. Clair, but like different lakes that I'd been to up there, that frog would really pull those fish out. And it seemed like I was getting, I wouldn't get as many bites, but I was getting a little bit better quality. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the only question I had, man. Thanks. All right. Thank, thanks for calling in, Hope man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. All right. Okay. We're down to two calls. Uh, but first, I was just reminded of the golden tickets. All right. So, for those of you sitting at home, texting me and reminding me that uh, I should second guess giving out my, my personal cell phone number uh, because every time I make a mistake, someone likes to remind me. And I thank you for that. Um, I also thank you for, uh, for all of you that have it that stopped calling me at remembering that I live in the West Coast because when you're up having coffee, driving to work, and want to tell me about what you caught, as much as I'm excited to hear about it, that five o'clock phone call usually comes a little too early. So thank you for uh, everybody that has, you know, remembered that I live in the West Coast. And thank you for everyone that reminded me about the golden tickets. So here we go. All right. You know, your, uh, your Monster Bass box comes with an individually numbered golden ticket. If you have that number, when I call it out, email me at marketing at monsterbass.com. I will hook you up with a bag full of stuff. In fact, we're going to get, uh, I sent out a bag to someone that called in and uh, we're going to get him on the show and have him send a picture. Maybe he can do a live unboxing for us. That would be amazing. So you guys can see what I actually sent. All right. So the first number zero nine, five, six, one, the second one, one zero nine, three, zero. Now, before I move on, I know half you guys are like trying to, or debating, should I slip my wrist now or not? Because you got a pile full of golden tickets that are the old numbers. Those are still good. This show just happens to have a whole bunch of new numbers. So I apologize, but don't, don't get rid of those tickets. They're still good. All right. 10309-09688-08446. And I'll save one till the very end just to make sure you guys stick around to the very end because you don't want to miss our next caller. Our next caller is no stranger to the show. I don't know if he's actually got a question for, for, for Mr. Palmer here, but he's definitely going to have something to say. So let's hear what he has to say. Go ahead, caller. Hello, hello, and happy, happy holidays. It is that man they call Mr. Gambit 2000 right here in the city of Inglewood, California, down the street from Harry Styles, still taking over the yeah, forum here in Inglewood, California. It's not too far from LAX. Or you, Rick? What's up, man? Sorry, didn't want to make you guys jealous, and I didn't know I was going to get pulled off for talking about a deal. You know, I'm a guy who loves the deal, and I know that when I see a deal, sometimes I got to say a, a deal. And what I did was say a deal, and man, did some people get butt hurt because I mentioned a deal to them? They were butt hurt because I mentioned someone else, and I said. Oh my God, are these guys butthurt like little girls about, oh my God, I can't believe you said something about another site other than Monster Bass. I feel like you're hurt. Did you leave Monster Bass? Of course not. I didn't leave Monster Bass. Of Monster Bass is Rick gives out the best deal. Because if you're on Rick's VIP list and you got that check that I got this morning, you got some cash back. You said, look, here's some cash. Go spend it on the Monster Bass site. But you don't get a chance to be on that 
on that list unless you go to monsterbass.com, put your phone number in, give them an email, oh. let Rick send you an email, let him send you a text. I got to stop you, Mr. Gambit. <laughs> I got to stop you right there. First of all, first of all, two things. I got you. I can't help it if everybody is, you know, if the if the Monster Bass family is so loyal that my phone's going to blow up the moment you're talking about another uh, about a competing website. There's nothing I can do about that. Hold on, guys. If you guys are really excited, I mean, look at the chat. It's blowing up right now. I got to go take care of this really quickly because, you know, uh, we can find some hot girls here. How do I delete this? I got to put them in a, I got to delete them. Oh, did someone already delete them? <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Gambit, you need to pay attention to what the text messages say because that was not a Monster Bass text message today. That's an entirely different company. No, that was a Monster Bass. They gave me a link. Uh, they said go to Monster Bass and spend it on Monster Bass. But understand, oh, I did oh, get the other oh, one. Rick, oh. remember, I, I used the outlet bait and tackle because I remember you told me to look over that site, looked it over. It was down. You said we're redoing it. I know you redone it. You're and right. And they said go to outlet over that bait and tackle. I know what you're saying, my man. You got to go right. there and you're get right. those other deals. If people don't go there and get those other deals, they won't know about those other deals. I want everyone to be informed. If you're informed, you know you won't miss a deal. But if you don't get that message from me, you may not get the message. That's why I'm trying to put out the message. I agree. And you are totally right. I did. I and, and if you guys aren't signed up for it, Mr. Gambit's right. I sent everyone a text message today and I gave you guys 10 bucks to spend at the store. No minimum purchase required. No nothing. Just it was my way of just, you know, saying thank you guys for all your all your support and uh, uh of my brand and my company. It really means a lot to me. And and uh, it's something I'm going to give you guys every month just so you guys can go score something at the, at the site. So, um, all right, Mr. Gambit, I would love to talk about how Harry Styles is packing the... Actually, you know what we should do some night? We should go down to the forum and just hang out outside, bring a cooler, hang out, and just... I mean, because there must be so many girls that go to that show. He's So, Luke, if you didn't know, Harry Styles is taking up residency at the LA Forum. 15 nights, like, I think it's like 15 nights in 20 days. Wow. He sold out the Forum. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's unheard of. Absolutely. He, and, and, yeah, he and definitely he took three days off because he got the flu. When he got the flu, he took those days off, and there was some butthurt girls because some girls have been coming away as far as Ohio to come to LA to see this guy. I'm telling you now, there's tons and tons of girls coming to Inglewood. And if all the single guys out there want to pick up on some hot chicks, they get some likely to care for them and go, I'm going to pick me up a hot chick in Los Angeles because they're so hot going to see Harry Styles. Oh, my God. (laughs) There you go. All right. You got a question for this guy. He's he's in the money 90% of the time. So I know. And this is the question I got to give him because he threw out a nugget earlier. The nugget he threw out, and I don't know if half the chat heard him when he said it, but he said something that was very unique. Now, I'm going to mention a site, because he's part of that site. He's a young guy, and the young guys on that learn that site. So when he said that four-faces sonar minnow, if nobody picked up that four-faces sonar minnow, what Jason Christie won that Bassmaster Classic on, if you don't have a few of them in your box, you're missing out on some bait, guys. If Monster Bass stocks them, they will stay sold out all the time because throwing those little 8-ounce, 3-16-ounce, little jig head, you will get fish, guys. And if you threw that nugget out when the show first started and you didn't pick it up, re-listen to the podcast because you'll pick it up and go, wait a minute, what did he say? Sometimes, guys, these pros throw out nuggets and you got to listen closely. 
Luke Palmer, just give me a give me a uh, an opportunity to ask you how often do you throw that forward facing sonar middle man? Because I've had you on my fantasy list. I know you throw those small basic get bit, and that's why you're ninety percent in the money most of the time. <laughs> the, let's just say it's it's tied on a lot. Since Christy didn't give me any for the classic, which I was kind of a little hurt on that one. Uh, but after that, I, they were uh, if there's a small mouth or a spotted bass around, it's it's uh, definitely tied on for sure. Uh, it's it's getting a lot more attention for me down here now. Uh, especially when the water gets cold and those fish start really keying in on shad big time, especially those dying shad when they're getting pressured. It kind of, it kind of picks them clean. So just know my man, I'm going to keep you on my bad fantasy list. The first three tournaments of the year for sure. Try to give me some points, my man. Do what you got to do. I'm going to put you on my fantasy list. So that's what I do with the pros that come on this channel. I listen to what they say. They tell me what tournament they're going to be doing good in. You give me that heads up tournament. You say, watch out, Mr. Gammon. This is the tournament I'm going to be in. Put your money on me, my man, because your fantasy list should be bumped up with these points. Uh, I hope I hope I can uh, help out your fantasy speak, your team, and I don't jinx it. That might I might be getting jinxed now. I don't know. I don't know. Polinick was on a couple weeks ago, and I, I, I feel like his team must be pretty good. He's got you, Polinick. You got KVD on your thing still? Well, see, that's what KVD went back to bash, bash. Yeah, oh, that's yet, right. That's you know, right. I've, I've had, you know, I, I don't have Palmer. I don't have so many people on there. I do guess my points are up. Keep in mind, I'm one of those guys that, that stay in the 90% most of the year between 89 and 94%. But there's some guys who pick on that Bassmaster list. There's guys who stay at that 97 to 99% the whole freaking year. I don't know if they're magicians or working the magic wand or what, but these guys always seem to be winning those prize packs and staying the money. I go, how the hell are these guys doing it, picking all the top five guys every freaking tournament? <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. You know I love you, right? Oh, all right, man. Of course, man. That's what I'm saying. Tell them don't be, don't be too butthurt because there are different, there's different companies that just quit some time and let the guys know who are a little bit butthurt that I mentioned about a sale. I just saw all I told them about that other site was that was some, some usually $17 swim baits that were going for $5 and there was some other baits going for a dollar. And they said, oh my God, you can't mention no one else. Don't talk about that. I was like, oh my God, that really hurts that I mentioned them a deal. So I guess I'm not allowed to tell them about the other deals that I find. Well, I guess I'll, I'll just wait and tell the ones who want to know. Somebody wants to know. They'll probably add me on the gram and say, you got any deals for Christmas? I'll let them know what Rick's doing. I'll let them know what anybody's doing if they just ask me. That's that Southern hospitality. I still got it, man. I bought it from Georgia, bought it to L.A. It's still in me. You can take me out of the country, but they can't take the country out of me of being good natured. Mic drop. All right, my friend. <laughs> Mic drop. Later, guys. Have a good holiday season, guys. Take uh, care. All right, take care. Appreciate it. I. He's a man. He's a grandpa. His <laughs> his little grandkids must like love him. He must wow. just like play with them, and they must just like love him so much. Either that, or he's like a you know he's a forty year old grandpa because <laughs> he's got a lot of energy. Oh, he's wide open. And he I bet does... he hits the, he, his feet hit the floor. He's running. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's see. Did I? 
I had some really quite good questions that I wanted to ask that I thought about. You know, before we go to our last caller of the day, um, I understand you have a special talent. What's that? Yeah, mowing grass. I've done it for many years. <laughs> uh, by choice or because you had uh, you had you had some community service hours for something you did wrong, and now you're good at it. No, no, I, I stayed pretty good. I, I could, that's one thing about being from a small town is, and my mom's a teacher and my dad, family's in the hardware store. Everybody I knows you. I couldn't do anything yeah. without the whole town knowing about it. My family, they knew about it before I did it. So yeah. it was yeah. kind of pointless. Now the grass mowing deal, it kind of came up um, whenever I was in fifth or sixth grade. Dad said, you want to start fishing tournaments with me? You want to play baseball or mow grass? Oh. Well, mowing grass was one of the three that I didn't get to decide. That was what's going to, I was going to mow grass. Yeah. And, uh, but I chose to fish, but I mean, I started playing, I played ball after it anyway, so it really wasn't a major deal breaker, but, uh, that was pro that was the best thing that ever happened to me. I mean, it, uh, I bought my, you know, a lot of people want to get a truck or something. They get out of high school. Well, I went and bought, when I played my last basketball game my senior year, I went and picked up my boat that, I, that I was able to pay for. I mean, I, I worked my butt in the ground. I, You know, Friday and Saturday nights, everybody was, you know, going uptown, driving around, might have been partying a little bit. Sure. And uh, I was Might've. probably still mowing grass most of the time, but I was going fishing Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, when you get up at four o'clock in the morning, you don't really have time to go out and hang out all night. I mean, you could, but I need more than two hours of sleep now, especially since I've got a little bit older. But uh, that was kind of my, you know, you, you have to have a, you have to have some discipline. You mm -hmm. know, if you want to you want to be good at something or great or, you know, um, I'm not great by any means at anything I've ever done. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to work my butt off to where I can do is whatever god's given me i'm going to try to give it everything i can to get there I, I i don't know if i if i if i totally agree with what you just said i mean you just said i don't know that i've been really great at anything i've done and i think that might be a limiting belief on your part because you're on the elite tour yeah <laughs> all of us in the chat we just talk about our little weekend tournaments heck we're drinking beers during the tournament we're doing whatever and uh you, you, I think you might be selling yourself short. I think, uh, I think that that's one where you should maybe uh, sit with it for a little bit because I think that you've done pretty well for yourself, and I think good things are coming because you, uh, you seem to be like a really good human being, and 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 I think success is going to follow you no matter where you go. So, well, I hope that happens. I appreciate that. I hope it. I hope it happens. I don't want to. I want to get up there to the top. I want to be in that top five, top 10 in points every year. You know, I know that's not possible to do it every year, but I, I'd, I'd feel a lot better about myself that I would be really competing. Uh, being in the 20s, don't get me wrong, making the classics the goal. First term of the year, you got to make the classic, you know. Um, so that's kind of my, my thing. If I can make the classic every year I'm fishing, I might be, I make a little enough money to stay on the elites and not go broke my entire life and, be broke down whenever I'm 60, I guess. And because there's no way I'll make it like Clun has, there's no way I can be 125 and still fishing against guys like he does. So, yeah. 
Do you do you have a uh, do you have a hard bait sponsor? Yeah, I'm with which uh, I'm with Yum and Booyah, which has got Bandit, uh, which is yeah. Pradco. Oh, so okay, so you're Pradco across the board yes. for all categories, yes. tungsten, yeah. all that other fun stuff. Now I'm with a uh, Rogue tungsten. Okay. Uh, I'm with. Um, Who's your hat sponsor? Well, actually, uh, company uh, New Thread. She actually does all my hats and my jerseys and <laughs> any of my apparel stuff for me. <laughs> Who's your uh, guys? Work with me here. Uh, for Falcons. Yeah, uh, I know that. My clothing line, rain suits, is Gill. So they're my. They're they're good. They got some good stuff, no doubt. Who's uh, your um? Guys, I don't see anything in the chat. You guys are awfully quiet. Boots? No, no. I don't make boots. No one can see them. It's got to be something you can see. Well, Gil makes... I wear their their tennis shoes every day to work. (laughs) Oh, Jason, you're a funny one. I actually had an idea for 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 a business, and it would be appropriate for this audience. It was called... uh, Well, we'll talk about that another time. Um... (laughs) All right, let's get to our last caller of the day. Who's your face shield sponsor? I don't have a face shield sponsor. All right. You got me. <laughs> and who, do you have a subscription box sponsor? No, I don't. God, I'd hate to be known as a subscription box, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> rod sleeve covers. Big Rich, no one's going to see the rod covers. He's never going to be up on stage and be like, well, if it wasn't for my rod covers today. All right. Well, they would protect my falcon rods, though. So, they might. I mean, they might. Kind of, you got that. All right, our last caller of the day. Let's go there. All the way from Georgia. What's going on, my friend? And nothing much. Just working in dates. You know, just the same old stuff. You know, stay staying safe from the hurricane, or what's going on? Uh, I really don't know. It rained pretty much all day today. It's a little quiet right now, but. Uh, it says it's supposed to pick up later tonight and then tomorrow all day. So who knows? Hopefully it'll stay kind of quiet, but uh, you never know. Hmm. All right. Well, you didn't, you didn't call to so, talk uh, to me, so I'll, 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 the floor is yours, so, my friend. All right. Well, thank you. Um, hello, Luke Palmer, uh, Mr. Palmer. I have uh, two questions for you. So okay. what is your favorite lake in the entire United States? And what is one lure that is produced on that lake um, very, very well for you? Um, whether that's tournament fishing or just fishing in general for fun or with the uh, family and kids. Uh, my favorite lake, and it's something I've told my buddies, and I've always said I want to take my dad up there more than anything in the world, is Lake Champlain. Uh, it's You uh-huh. can do anything up there. I mean, it's fun. There's tons of fish. You don't catch giants, but... I don't know what's funner than catching a three and a half, four pound smallmouth that jumps 12 foot out of the water 85 times before you get in the boat. <laughs> um, I, my main thing up there that I've really done well off of, and it's every year I've been up there, and that's the warning shot. I throw a green pumpkin purple, and even though the water's gin clear, mm-hmm. I stick that in my hand, whether it's there or St. Lawrence River or Cayuga, <laughs> or it, it doesn't matter. I've done really well on it with smallmouth, and uh, it's. I like I said earlier, I keep things really simple. Uh, you know, a lot of guys have. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I look at Brian News deck and I would stroke out if I had 27 rods on my deck like he does. And he's got more rods <laughs> back there at the co you know, back there by the pasture. Yeah. Uh, if I get over like eight or 10 rods on the deck, I am, it's too much. You know, I'm, I'm very simple. And, uh, yeah. And that's, that's the reason like up there, you know, I've caught some on a jerk bait up in Champlain and stuff, but my main thing has been that warning shot. I mean, it's, I've caught tons and tons of fish on mm-hmm. it. And, uh, it just, it's like I said, I, I stay simple. I just, cause if I get out of my realm fishing against yeah. these guys, they're going to beat your teeth in. I mean, I mean, obviously you've got to be able to do other <laughs> things, and be real, but if you really want to, for luckily I've been very, I've been some successful at doing it. I've stuck to my guns and what I know how to, what I know how to do. Um, and that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what's been good for me. Like, you know, I mean, I've, like I said, I've learned to throw a spinning rod. I've learned to throw a, a eight ounce hair jig or three thirty second, whatever it is, um, up to throwing mm-hmm. eighty pound braid punching mats at Gunnersville. Uh, so you kind of have to have a broad spectrum yeah. of, of it. But I still go pick up a Amistad and go throw a dinger around, something like mm-hmm. that, and catch fish everywhere in the country. You know, whatever you have a lot of confidence in, you better yeah. have it on your deck, no matter where you're at. Champlain is beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. I grew it's I grew up I grew, I grew up on Oneida, <laughs> so and we'd always go to Saratoga to the uh to the racetrack and there's a performing arts center. So I've spent a ton of time over in that part of the state. Oh my god, Champlain's so pretty. Oh it is. And it's like I said, and it's like there's so much around that place that you, to go do. It's very everybody thinks New York and stuff is being just the city everywhere oh, no. it's nothing like that it's like more rural than oklahoma it seems like yeah so it's it's a very pretty state it's you know, you've got some phenomenal fishing we do indeed we do indeed brandon all the north states yet i really want to fish some of those northern states like st lawrence river and catch smallmouth because i've never caught a smallmouth i'm from the south i don't I don't, I'm not around any sort of smallmouth. I caught a bass just the other day that was kind of golden. It had red eyes and the jaw kind of looked like a smallmouth. I was really confused at it. But um, So my next question was that, is there certain conditions that you would throw a spinnerbait over a chatterbait or vice versa? Because they're very similar, but they do have subtle differences that I think could perform in different conditions better. What do you think on that? No, I agree with you 100% on that. Um... If I'm looking at water that's dirty, 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 and say below 55 degrees, uh, I'm going to throw a spinner mm-hmm. right there 90% of the time. I mean, there obviously there's sometimes that the chatterbait will work better, um, but that colder water, love throwing a big Colorado blade, a lot of thump, it's going to slow down, mm-hmm. um, bring it around those fish. Um, you know, I mean, you can always catch fish on a spinnerbait or chatterbait no matter what you're dealing with. But um, yeah. when I start getting over that 55-degree range is when I'll start picking up a chatterbait. And, um, and kind of depending on what I'm around also. Um, you know, if I'm around a bunch of laydowns, mm-hmm. I don't prefer the chatterbait. I prefer, prefer spinnerbait because that chatterbait seems like a lot of times it wants to roll off and get hung up and that screws mm-hmm. your whole leg on up um, for me. Um, chatterbait, yeah. exclusively for me around grass, I'm talking like hydrilla, coontail, stuff like that. 
I'm almost exclusively going to be throwing a chatterbait mm-hmm. then, just because, you know, spinnerbait. Oh, yeah, then just, you can pop it. Yeah, you, you, that way you can get that reaction out of those fish. Not saying you can't catch them on a spinnerbait. You obviously can. But for me, that's when I really like to throw it. Um, so definitely grass is my higher expectation for a chatterbait. Um, but that spinnerbait, when it's really cold or when the water is extremely clear, you know, the dirty, the really dirty water is when I want to throw it, and extremely clear water is when I want to throw a spinnerbait most of the time. Um, and the chatterbait okay. fits better for me in that mid-range, I guess you'd say that 55 to 65 degrees. Um, that's where I really excel mm-hmm. more with the, do the, you know, polar opposites. I throw the spinnerbait and in the middle, I throw the chatterbait. Yeah. Well, thank you for the tips. And, uh, do you ever get into fishing? Like I'm a big bait nut. Do you ever get into fishing, uh, big bait, especially in the wintertime, like fishing a trash fish or a Huddleston? No, I haven't. I haven't really, I started throwing one at fork last year, a little bit, um, a big bait. But I, I just haven't ever really just got into it mm-hmm. big time. I don't know why. Um, and I know it's it's one of those deals, I guess it's a do or die situation in a way for me on elites. And I mm-hmm. had Hackney tell me one time, he said, first time I ever talked to him at a boat show, he's like, he, he said, hey, you've done pretty good this year and stuff. I said, yeah, so just trying to make a cut. And he says, you'll stay on the elites a lot longer if you make cuts. And, you know, I mean, that, <laughs> that has a lot of truth to it. So... Uh, that's where uh-huh. I've kind of done it. Now, say if I can go catch me 16, 17, 18 pounds and know that a five or six pounder could be the, the turning point, you know, I'm not saying I ain't going to pick that bait up, you know, throw that big swim bait or something like that. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I just haven't got into it. And I, I would really like to. Um, around here where I'm at in Oklahoma, they work, but not as well for me, you know, because fishing's not, I mean, we, we have good fisheries, but that big bait where you're only getting five, six, seven bites a day throwing regular stuff, you're liable to knock that down to two mm-hmm. bites a day, three. And uh, then you're, well, you might win big bass, but, you know, being in the top five is sometimes out of the question. Not saying you won't. I know guys have whacked 25 pounds yeah. throwing a big bait, um, but I've been able to be oh, yeah, more consistent sure. doing it without the big bait, you know. Mm-hmm. Why I had one in a long time. Yeah, too. totally. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen like people do like where they have this strategy where they get a, a good size limit as fast as they can. And then they have to go and throw the big bait all day to get that picker fish, just push them up just a little bit more. And I've seen, I really don't think the big bait is going to play too much into tournaments. Uh, maybe someday we'll have a, a one fish limit and maybe that is where the big bait will play in those. Um, I'm hoping we have one of those uh, someday, maybe like a, a once a year kind of deal that would be pretty cool and have some of these big uh bait makers and these you know have this really cool one fish limit tournament and i thought that would be pretty cool but yeah thank yeah, you so much for the tip and uh best of luck to you in 2023 i appreciate you buddy thank you all right buddy yep. well and, uh, oh go ahead all right that's it okay no there you go no you go it's my show <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, really. All right, then hang up. Get out of here. <laughs> nah, I'm only right. kidding. I'm only well, kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> what, 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 what'd you have for? What'd your mom make for mm-hmm. dinner? I'm only messing around. What'd your mom make for dinner? So, so we had uh, spaghetti and uh, 
I'm not too big of a fan of spaghetti. That's the only thing I really won't eat besides bananas. Those are the only two I won't eat <laughs> that I'm just like, eh, I don't know about that. So I had pizza. And then she made a blueberry cake. So it's like a breakfast cake. It's like blueberry muffins, but it's more dense and it's cake in cake form. <laughs> you know, you, you should talk to your mom about like, maybe she should like, I don't know, fry something in duck fat or beef tallow. <laughs> See, my mom. Oh, she, trust my, me, she has uh, a lot of different things that she cooks the meat in. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. See, my mom's in town, so I'm already thinking yeah. about where I'm going to have her take me. But then I feel bad because she insists <laughs> on taking up. She like she insists on paying the bill, you know. And it's not like I'm, you know, I'm not 20 <laughs> years old. I'm not in college. I'm a, I'm a grown man. I can pay. I should take my mother out and and all that. But like, I know she's going to order a bunch of wine, and then she's going to, you know, the bill is going to come. It's going to be like 300 bucks for the two of us. And I'm going to be like, all right, fine, you can pay for it, mom. Ooh, man. No, no, my mom. Listen, my my mom is in a place. She's she's doing very she's doing well, very well for herself in retirement. So, anyway. well, that's good. Yeah. All right, bro. I'm not one for expensive fancy food, but we've got a good we've got good food here. So, whenever you're ready, come on down. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. So at some point, I'm coming down and I'm gonna sit down, break some bread, and eat some. Uh, have, we're gonna have some of your mom's famous ham. I don't know if it's famous, well, but that's I'll what see I t- if we can every- get her to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, bro. We'll it's talk. Good. It's uh, yeah. So, all right. Have a good one. All right. Bye. All right. Well, there you go. That was our show for tonight. Uh, I uh, I really want to say thank you for uh, for coming on. You don't know me from a hole in the wall, and and uh, I appreciate you taking uh, the time out of your day and out of your, you know, your busy schedule to be with us. I hope you, I hope you had a good time. I know that my audience did, and and so thank you very much. Um, no, I appreciate you having me, man. I, I I enjoy doing this stuff. This is one thing that I never thought I would be that I would enjoy because I just kind of do my own thing, I guess, in a way. But I, this is one thing I enjoy meeting new people, and meeting you, talking with you. And, you know, you learn something, you know, I can learn something from you. You might be able to learn something from me. I watched Aaron Martins talk to a kid at a tackle show. That kid wasn't five years old. And he talked to him like he was like he was Aaron Martins, you know, watching him. And it was and uh, and he learned something from that kid. So, yeah, you can't take for granted who you're going to be around, what you're going to be around. So learn everything you can and enjoy people. Yeah, I get it. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna let you go. Thanks a lot. Is there any um? Are there any brands or any anything you wanna you wanna you wanna tell our audience about? Oh yeah, which you know I've I've, I've stayed. A lot of my sponsor stuff have been kind of lifelong journey people with me. They you know Horizon Trike over at Arkansas. He's I dropped two hundred and ten miles for my dealer. I've been doing that since uh fourteen or fifteen. And the guy takes care of me, like, big time. I mean, he fishes. He understands fishing. He's not just trying to sell you a boat. He wants to take care of you as a customer. And we do that here at our hardware store. We try to do that for people. Um, You know, gill fishing, they've decked me out in the best apparel possible for me. It's been great for me. You know, Pradco, Boo, Y'all Yum, they've been with me since day one. Uh, Oh, buddy, if you need some insurance, Thomas Madden Insurance. He takes care (laughs) of all my insurance, my boat, truck, life. Whatever he does, Love he's it. got it for me. You know, being with Falcon Rods, it's being Oklahoma, it's been really cool being with them. You know, right at Tulsa, 
I need rods. I drive up there on my next trip, wherever I'm going, swing in there. And, and you can actually walk in there and pick up the rod, you know, and buy that rod and everything. So it's, it's really cool being able to see stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's just been a lot of fun for me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I get it. You find good people and you stick with them because it makes the world, makes your life that much easier. I guarantee you, it's just like, you know, when you spool up a sun line, you're good to go. You don't have to worry about it. There you go. I like that one. I like how you dropped that one in right at the end. <laughs> All right. And, and uh, yeah, we'll get in touch with you and uh, we'll talk about how you could be our face shield sponsor. I, I, mean, I didn't even know that's a thing, but it'll, that's pretty funny. But, I might uh, need one. That you keeps might. That keep me dry. And that keeps uh, where I don't run over people whenever it's raining like crazy. So that could there work. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much. And uh, I hope uh, I hope 23 is your best uh, season on tour. And, uh, yeah, we wish you the best of luck, and we hope you come back sometime. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate yeah. it. All we'll right. Thank you. All right. All right. That was uh, that was great. I had no idea what to expect, uh, but man, he's a he's a really nice guy, down to earth, and uh, I wish him the best. I I really do, because he seems like a really just. I'd love to drink beers with that guy. I don't even drink beer, right? But uh, you know, he seems like one of the kind of guys I'd love to hang out with. I'm sure back in high school, I would have drank a ton of beer with him. Um, so. Yeah, it was a great show. Okay, so I see some people in the chat. Uh, free bait Fridays. Yeah, free bait Fridays. Uh, every week, I, I, I send you. A, you know, we charge we charge five bucks for shipping on the website. We have to because it's 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 out of control. Um, free bait Friday is my way of giving back to you, and it's not meant for you just to go and just like get the free bait. To me, that's silly. Like, here's a free bait. You're gonna get it. And you're going to pay for shipping. So you might as well hook yourself up with something else while you're at, at it. I mean, do whatever you guys want to do. Just my way of saying thank you. Um, don't be alarmed. This, today I, or this week I may do Freebate Friday on the other website. Um, I might. I just might. <coughs> but if you're not... <coughs> But if you're not, uh, if you're not on, uh, on, my, on my SMS list, head over to monsterbass.com. Sign up for text alerts. It's guarantees you'll get it. And, uh, yeah. So, listen. Tomorrow, uh, take a moment. And uh, when you wake up, I want you to think about the life that you have. And, you know, you can always want more money. You can always want a bigger house, a better car, or whatever. But maybe just... Just, just take a moment and take a, 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 like five or six deep breaths and just breathe in gratitude. Breathe in you know, all sorts of thankf you know, thankfulness for, for the fact that you don't live and insert one of these other countries where you don't have the ability to walk out the door, do what you want, say what you want, eat what you want. You have... You have the greatest gift that there is, and that's, you know, you were born in the United States, and there's a lot of people that'll sit here and tell you that, eh, sucks to be an American right now. Listen, our country could be screwed up. All the countries are screwed up. Politicians screw up everything. But we live in the greatest country in the world, and I honestly believe that. Do I think our politicians are, you know, doing the best? No, I think they suck. 
I think the Republicans suck. I think the Democrats suck. It's the way our system's built. And I'm not going to get in politics discussion because I never do it because it's just a slippery slope that no one's going to win at, and I just will be like, ugh. But tomorrow's Veterans Day. and A lot of people sacrificed their lives. A lot of people took time away from their families uh, to take care of us. And whether you believe in what they were doing or not, it doesn't matter. They did the job that they needed to do, and we lived the lives that we lived because of those people. So do yourself a favor. If you see someone tomorrow, thank them. Because at the end of the day, we have a lot of what we, we have today because of those people. And a lot of people lost their lives, and a lot of people made sacrifices that you and I will never experience. I will never experience the sacrifices that some of those men and women have made. And for that, I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for what you did, and I'm grateful for the, the freedoms that I have. So happy Veterans Day, everyone. I love you guys all, and uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks.